Welcome back to Halfway to Heroes. Last week, what happened, you guys? Who wants to kind of do a quick recap of what happened last week? I drove a sword straight through that dude's chest right at the end. The dude. The dude. The dude. The clock guy. And what? And why Why were you fighting this clock guy? He had a chip in his chest I wanted. And why did you want this chip? So I could be that prestige dude at the end for having the most <laughs> chips. And uh, valedictorian. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So you guys are uh, doing your final exam at the Scrimmore Academy at the moment. And you guys need to collect the most chips of valor. You need at least six total to graduate. Uh, but you guys aren't just trying to escape by and just graduate. You guys are trying to become Scrimmore superiors. Uh, so you guys want to get the most chips that you guys can. Uh, Let it be known. We didn't even leave the first room and we have four chips. No. No. Yeah, you do have four. We have four. You got Uh, one. um, uh, 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 Ubo. No, no. Uh, who got? Oh, I grabbed one. Ultrex. Ultrex grabbed one from that room. Uh, I broke the chandelier and got one. Uh, Clyde broke a chandelier and got one. And then you guys killed two clockwork soldiers and got two from their chest cavity. So yeah, you guys are making pretty good progress. Room one, you got four, uh, four of chips. Uh, now you don't know how well, like, you don't know if you missed any or anything like that, but, uh, you guys think you're doing pretty good. So as soon as you guys swing open that bronze door that was at the end of this room that was guarded by those two clockwork soldiers, uh, what you see actually takes a minute for your brain to kind of comprehend. It looks like you're standing in the middle of the woods, like outside. Uh, this room is huge. It's got even got a few trees scattered around. Uh, they're like 20 feet tall and there's even like a small pond in the center of the place. Uh, and looking up, you see that there is a ceiling about 40 feet high and there's walls on the far on the far ends of this room, making up like a 100 by 100 foot square room. Straight ahead of you, you guys don't see a door, but you do see a 30 foot high stone wall that has been like smoothed down. And there's like a ledge on top of that stone wall, uh, but you can't quite make out what's up there. Thank God you brought the rope. That is right. I'm going to try to scale the wall. It's smooth. Oh, well, never mind. I'm going to try and throw the rope up there. Uh, yeah, you, you could easily, I'm not even going to make you check, make a check. Like you can easily, uh, you take the rope, like, are you just, uh, like kind of bundling it up and just throwing it up? It's only 30 feet high and you got 50 feet of rope. Yeah. Make a little football. Yeah. You make, you make this little football, uh, chuck Tie it my foot to it. <laughs> <laughs> because right now you throw this rope up there and you like give it a tug and it just, it falls back down off the ledge. Well, I make a a lasso and try to lasso the ledge. Uh, so the ledge is completely smooth from what you can see. Uh, mm. You don't like see anything. You can't really just the way, you know, your vision works. You can't see what exactly is up over that ledge because uh, you guys are 30 feet down on the floor. Uh, but you can tell that there's definitely something that, that goes back there, but you can't exactly see anything that you could hook onto. I want to look around for a big rock to tie the rope to. I was going to say, have the Warforged take it 
a part of a shiny ass and make a little grappling hook. I said use my foot. Well, yeah, he's saying <laughs> use his foot. Like, does his foot, like... Well, here, use an arm. Expand and, like, open up as, like, a grappler hook? You, you, you can't easily uh, take apart <laughs> Ultrax and put them back together. I have a wrench. Okay, okay so... Hey, he told me to take his wait foot a off. Wait a minute. Clyde, didn't you pick up the shield in the last room? Ooh, I did. Let's tie the shield to the rope. Good fucking thinking, man. He's a thinker, man. And then Ultrax throw it up there. And I will throw it up. Alright, so Ultrax, so you tied the rope to it and you're kind of lassoing that. And you um, hurl it up there. Uh, make me an athletics check. 19. Okay. Oh, shit. Um, plus what? Uh, oh, okay, plus three. So... So you you <laughs> hurl the shield up, uh, and so whoever who's holding the bottom of the the rope, Ubo, uh, Ubo. Ubo. So Ubo is Ubo is kind of planted his feet and holding it, and uh, as soon as you hear it clink clink clink, and the shield kind of uh, slide across, Ubo, you slowly start pulling it down, and after you pull it down about five feet, you you feel it snag on something. You feel some resistance. <laughs> I got it, guys. <laughs> 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 All right, I'll go up first. All right. Um. Uh. For climbing a rope, you actually uh don't need uh, any kind of checks if you're just climbing at normal speed. Well, I'm just climbing all the way up it then. So Merlin Merlin starts to climb up the rope first and he he makes it to the top of this ledge and uh throws himself over it and Merlin, you actually see uh, while you're up here, you see it's completely flat stone. Uh, but the, what the shield is snagged on is you see a, another pretty big bronze door. And then you see a statue that this shield is snagged on the bottom of. And this statue looks like a Medusa statue. Oh, and uh, the shield's like snu- stuck uh, in between, like the point is going like in between her feet um, and it's stuck on the statue. Guys. Don't nobody, nobody look in her eyes. Guys, it's a pretty, pretty flat stone floor up here. Um, <laughs> the shield is stuck on a, 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 a statue of some sort. Just come on up. But how flat is it? Pull me up. Pull me up. I don't know if I'm strong enough, but I'll try. I'm 400 pounds, by the way. I'll give you yeah, a boost. I cannot do that. <laughs> All right, I'm just going to climb. I'm pretty athletic. <laughs> he's up. milking a cow. He's up. <laughs> did, did we address if I can climb the rope or not? Without, well, he's 400 pounds. He every, just climbed every, it. I'm yeah, up. Everybody's I'm up. it. Because, um, we're there. Like, it, it, it says, like, if you guys were trying to, like, climb... A hundred feet of rope, you'd have to like make a check to like not get tired. But since you're just trying to climb thirty feet up, I mean, any you can do that in like fucking elementary school. So it's like, <laughs> it's oh, like yeah, they yeah, get okay. the bell. Yeah, that's it's it. only the cool kids. Says you, I've I've only fucking climbed a rope once. You know, made it to the top. Climb the rope for the bell, man. <laughs> but it's when I was like twenty one and I lost all that weight. Uh, so yeah, you guys all climb, slowly climb up to the top of this platform. So, um, yeah, you've got this bronze door and this, uh, Medusa statue. I'm gonna blind myself. I'm gonna put a blindfold around my eyes because I don't want to look into this 
statue. I just gaze right at her because I think that my goggles might help. Um, I want to bless you three so you get extra against saving throws and attacks, just Ooh. in case. Wait, I just had a, an idea. I can use my mirror. Oh! oh. oh. To look into beep, its beep, beep, beep. eyes. All right, all right. You go first with the mirror. <laughs> did anything happen when Ubo touched the statue? Um, so Ubo did go up and look square in the eyes of the statue, and uh, no, nothing, nothing did happen. But Ubo, while you got that close, you did realize that it's a stone statue of a Medusa. Uh, but it looks like she's wearing a necklace with a key on it. But that key, that necklace with the key on it, is also stone. Guys, I think we need to get this key, but it's in stone form. We need to unstone her somehow. Or we can just chip it off. We can do that too for now. Is, yeah. is the necklace part stone as well? Yeah, it's like stone, and not only that, like it's since it's like you know laying into her skin. You don't think that if you ch- you don't think if you like chipped it off, you don't think like you think you would probably uh, mess up the key. Do we have to kill Medusa to get it to unstatue? I think so. We should tie the rope around her neck and then put the other side on Ultrex. And just push her off the ledge. Yeah. And it, if rip nothing her head happens, off. if nothing happens, we can just drag it around. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can carry a significant amount of weight. I'm going to say that I'm going to walk backwards this whole time, looking into the <laughs> mirror, and I'll lead the way for my friend. So what's around the statue? What are we looking at? Other than the statue standing there. Up here this high, it's completely flat stone, and then the statue, and then the large bronze door. Let's go for the door. I'm going to use my mirror to look at the door, and then I'm going to inspect it. I think you should set the mirror up right in front of the statue before we touch the door in case it comes to life. I think we should just try to kick down the door. (laughs) Of course. Somebody decide. <laughs> no. Set the mirror up in front of the statue and let's go open the door. I agree with the mirror. I'm going to use the mirror to go towards the door to open it. But then at that same time, I'm going to turn the mirror and look at that statue as I turn the doorknob and pull that door inward. Exactly. So Merlin uh, creeps up to the store and he reaches down for the handle and you jiggle it and it, it's actually locked. And at that moment when you uh, take the mirror and you kind of turn it towards a Medusa, um, the, the, the mirror you're looking into and you can see you lock eyes with that Medusa. And as soon as oh, you lock eyes it. with that Medusa, the, the key around her neck actually turns from stone to what looks like a solid brass key. This is why we have Barry with us. This is why, right here. But but you picked the mirror. Yeah. He told me to do that. He told me <laughs> to point it at this lady. But yeah, and that, now it looks like she's wearing an actual necklace and not just a stone. But the statue has not come to life itself, correct? Correct. It is not alive. Uh, only, the st- only the key came to life, alive. I guess. So... I'm going to reach up and slide the key off because I'm still standing with Ubo by the statue. Yeah, you easily uh, pluck it right over her head and her snake hair. 
And you got this bronze key now. That seems kind of hard, snake hair. Like how? <laughs> yeah, that would be a lot of maneuvering. I think we're overthinking a lot of this stuff because, I mean, this is our school. They're not going to kill us. They might, man. They, <laughs> they might. might. You never know. This is for a very prestigious title. <laughs> it is. This you is like the it. title everyone and, wants. And Headmaster Wake's probably like, there ain't no more students after this, so fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> fuck well, it. Then why don't we just fucking, like... Run through it and just destroy everything. Because we might miss some coins, man. How are you supposed to run through something at level two, man? We could die. I have a great club. Oh. Is there any kind of perception check that we could do to see if there's any coins that we're not seeing in this yeah. area? Yeah. I'm going to roll perception Perception. Too, I'm going to perception I got a good perception. Yeah, you guys can all kind of look around from where you are right now. Yeah. Oh, I just rolled a 20. 12. 12. <laughs> hey, no, I got a 12. We both got 12, asshole. No. Alltrax, you're kind of uh, standing on the ledge and looking over kind of the whole forest area. You actually see um, a, like a gleam actually catches your eyes in one of the trees. Fuck. We need to go back down there, guys. I think we missed a coin. So the tree is from, uh, so the tree is about 20 feet high. You guys are about 30 feet high on the clit, on the, on the ledge. And that tree that caught your, the, the gleam caught your eye is about 20 feet away from the ledge. Ooh. Give me your rope again. Here, take it. I'm going to jump off the ledge onto the tree. Oh, good Can luck. you make a 20 foot jump? Yeah. I'm athletic as fuck. <laughs> uh, um, Clyde, roll me an athletics check because you just did. <laughs> you can make the jump, but you're still you taking got this, Clyde. that damage. I'll even, I'll even give you a boost and throw you. 18 plus 5. Bam! <laughs> that sounds like he made a 20-foot jump. Clyde Flying squirrel. Just- you you actually see Ultrek. He's got this rope. He's kind of calculating, like, okay, how can we do this smart? And then you just see fucking Clyde with no shirt on, just fucking <laughs> hold my beer, takes off running, and just leaps off the ledge. And he slams into the tree. And uh he's like bear hugging this tree now. And uh you didn't even see this. You didn't even see this fucking coin, Clyde. So you have no idea where exactly this coin is. But I know where it's at, right? Yeah. I, I just figured we were okay. going back down. Is it at the top or the bottom of the tree? It's at the top. To and where's Clyde at? Middle uh, tree? He's about middle, yeah. Clyde, it's up above you. You need to climb. <laughs> Clyde's like, What's up above me? I didn't even know I was going for something. <laughs> I see something gleaming in that tree at the top. I I start freaking out because I assume he's talking about a, a possum or a <laughs> raccoon. <laughs> it's right above you, man. You would just kill it and make pants out of it. So what are you scared of? He's not very he's not very specific on what's above me. So I see a coin. <laughs> oh, now I see it. <laughs> so, uh, Clyde, with uh, with your strength and everything, you can easily uh, climb the. It's like it's like ten feet above your head, so you're kind of uh climbing. There's plenty of branches and handholds, so you don't really have to make a check for this. Um and you I'll climb up, grab it, and throw it to all tricks. Okay, yeah, you can uh yeah, you you chuck it easily uh back up onto the platform. Uh but yeah, now you're at the top of this tree. Uh, and and like I said, now the the le- you're twenty feet up, the ledge is thirty feet up and like twenty feet away. So you're not gonna be able to jump back. So, so I'm at the top of the tree, right? Yes. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start swinging back and forth, right? 
Once our, like a just cartoon. Swaying, just swaying. <laughs> and once it gets to a point, way back, and it just fucking launches me the extra 10 feet, and I make it. Okay, we got a roller too. We got a roll for this. This has to happen. Um, uh, twelve plus five. I don't think that's something you're going to be rolling for. <laughs> How about this? How about this? I will. I will lean over the ledge with my arm outreached, and I will roll to see if I grab your I, hand. I am going to roll uh, because you can. Okay, yeah. So yeah, first you roll an athletics roll to see if you can kind of bend this tree back and forth. I rolled a twelve plus five. Okay, yeah, you, you yeah, so you, you can, can bend it. Yeah, you're you're getting going nice and wobbly, nice and loosey goosey. You got your and momentum, then, but and then now I'm gonna roll, and you're gonna have a fifty fifty chance <laughs> if you make it to the top of this platform or not. Okay, so you guys see, uh, just as it gets to the apex of this of this peak, or like the 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 best bending part of this tree the climax and the climax and it, as it flies up uh clyde lets go of the pin perfect point and goes soaring through the air and old <laughs> old Trex is there with his hand out like leaned over and like a fucking majestic goose clyde just slams into him open arms and they just go tumbling and rolling and land at the foot of the door i've got you buddy i don't know if i've ever seen a majestic goose i start rubbing all Trex's super buffed ass it's nice isn't it you had that thing buffed three weeks ago and it still looked just as good I buff that thing every day. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's my good angle. Are there more doors? Have yeah, there is doors? a door. Here, Merlin, try this key. I want to throw the key to Merlin. All right, I'll try this key. I'm gonna. Merlin turns this key into the door, and he tries to attempt to open it very graciously. It swings open silently. Uh, all these doors have been really well greased doors, actually. Uba, you might be like inspecting, like, dang, these are these are nice. These are some nice, uh, nice hinges on these bad boys. <laughs> I would assume he's got some WD forty with him in case too. Yeah, he does. I mean, he's got the spell grease, so <laughs> technically, he nice. really does have grease. So is that skill actually called WD forty instead of grease? We could call it that. We, we could call it that. Ubo? <laughs> Let's do it. Well, he's got like a bard, like. He runs out if he uses too much. <laughs> he's, he's actually got an aerosol spray can that when he does grease, he sprays the floor under the bad guy's feet. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Halfway to Heroes. It is your dungeon master, Adam DeWeese. And thank you all so much for checking out episode two. I hope that means that you have also listened to episode one. Otherwise, you might be wondering, what the hell are these guys doing in this dungeon? We really hope you all are enjoying the show so far. Just a reminder that we are on all social media at Halfway to Heroes. And our Patreon page can be accessed at bit.ly slash halfway to Patreon. 
There you will get bonus content for both this show and One Shot Onslaught, our other show. And I also just put up a bunch of music from this episode and the previous episode up there, too. So uh, for as low as $1 a month, you can get access to all that and uh, your name on the shout out list at the end of these episodes and a whole bunch of other stuff. We are planning on doing a giveaway for... Those who have reviewed us on iTunes, iTunes reviews help us a ton to uh, rise up in rankings and charting and pop up on the new and noteworthy section. Uh, So they're super helpful. So we wanted to give a little bit more of an incentive for those reviews. So our plan at the moment is to run the giveaway for two episodes, which is a full month. So on June 4th, if my math is correct, we would be drawing a winner. And when we pick that winner, uh, we will announce it on the show, on our social media, and we will have that person uh, contact us, give us some kind of proof that it was theirs. And then the winner of this giveaway will be getting a brand new Ghost of Salt Marsh D&D 5e book from Wizards of the Coast that is coming out in about two weeks. So great giveaway. Uh, Very easy to pop on iTunes and leave a rating and review. If you do not have an iTunes account, we apologize for excluding you from this from this giveaway. Uh, we really wish there was a more centralized uh, place to drop these reviews off, but iTunes really is the the most helpful place. Uh, but fear not, we are going to be doing another giveaway really soon with some cool stuff from Iron Claw Relics. Uh, you may know him as Merlin from this show. He makes a lot of really cool tabletop. Uh, gear like dice trays and dice vaults and things like that Uh, so we will be doing a giveaway to celebrate to this show hitting 1000 downloads which it's on track to hit either tomorrow or probably the next day and then uh, one shot onslaught which is on track to hit 20,000 downloads in probably a week or two so we're going to do a combo giveaway for the two of those that will be much more open to everybody Uh, so if you can't get it on the itunes reviews I do apologize, but don't worry. We got another one coming. Also, we are going to be having a Patreon uh, kind of limited time uh, booster where everyone, all of our current patrons and the new patrons up to, uh, we're going to, I don't know the exact number yet, but maybe 25 or so, uh, will be getting uh, some kind of physical thank you gift. Uh, and that's going to be um, a limited time thing that uh, just for us to show appreciation to our new and existing patrons. All right, everyone, I'm going to let you get right back into the dungeon. I hope you're having a good old time listening, and I really do appreciate each and every one of you for listening. Uh, thank you for spreading the word about the show and uh, just for listening to us. Bye, everyone. So no, as this door silently swings open, you guys see um, it's it's a rectangular shaped room. Um, it's not it's not a square. It's a little bit longer than it is wide. If um, it's like twenty feet wide and then maybe like sixty feet long, but the whole room is split in half directly in front of you guys. 
by a portcullis that's cut down the center of the room. And there's two narrow walls on either side of it. So it looks kind of like a, like a gate, like an entrance. And then through the bars of that portcullis, you guys can make out at the far end, um, you guys see uh, a door at the far end of the door. I don't like the look of this. I can't be alone here. What's a portcullis? A portcullis is like a, like a gate, like a barred gate that goes from top down and pierces it into the ground. And it's just the length of the entire hallway. So you gotta lift it somehow to go, go through the other side. So if we're looking at it, is it going left to right blocking both paths or is it going straight like down the corridor? It's, uh, you guys are like in a long corridor and it is cut cutting the room down in the middle. So somehow you've got to get past this portcullis to the doors on the other side. Is it a cheap metal gate? Uh, it looks fairly sturdy. It's actually steel. I want to, I want to attempt to bend it. Uh, yeah, roll up, uh, walk up to it and make me an athletic shack. Would that be plus strength? Uh, there's actually something called athletics that's in the strength, like, area. Oh, that's plus five. Okay, so 16 total, 11 plus five. Yeah, you, you're putting all of your muscles into this and those bars aren't budging at all. But, but as you were walking up to the portcullis, you noticed on the floor, you actually, you, you, your foot actually fell into like this square tile on the floor and you actually felt it depressed down into the ground. Oh shit. Nothing happened. You actually like ignored it, I guess, and walked over to the portcullis after. There must be other ones we need to push as well. Hmm. I start dancing around to see if there's other ones. So we per- perception check to see if there's other. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Ubo, you roll me a performance check and all tracks, you roll me a perception check. And I'm going to inspect the rest of the room. 19. Uh, and then I want to hear Ubo's, uh, dance check also real quick. 18. Okay. So, uh, old tracks, as you're looking around the room, you finally spot it. You spot this, uh, tile that is directly maybe 10 feet away from the other tile, uh, like lined up with it. And, uh, just at that moment, you see Ubo. What kind of dance are you doing, Ubo? Moonwalk. Moonwalk. Ubo's moonwalking <laughs> and he moonwalks right over that other and you hear <laughs> and you see it depressed down. But um the one that you stepped on, as you stepped off of it, it actually raised back up. <laughs> but now Ubo's standing on one and it's depressed down. So we're can we stand on both of them same time? Or did it push the other one up? Uh no, the other one actually went up after Altrex stepped off of it, not when Ubo's so- I'm stepping back on it, so the the portcullis comes back down, right? Yeah. Or so so while Ubo's standing on his Ultrax, you take a couple steps back and step on the other one, and then you and as they're both depressed, the portcullis actually raises up. Merlin and Clyde go to the other side and see if there's another set. Here, take my WD-40 and spray the floor, and then we can slide across really quick. All right, <laughs> I'll grab your WD-40, and I'll go check it out. Uh, I'll go check it out. So when Merlin and um, Clyde walk to the other side of the, the platform, and actually, you know what? Roll me perception checks real quick. 13 okay. plus 5. 18. 13. So Clyde, uh, actually, you guys are both like looking around, and... Um, you you don't see any other tiles to step on, 
But what you do see is up tucked against that wall, the stone wall that's the like the short narrow walls that are on either side of the portcullis behind those. Um, you guys do see a couple wooden barrels and some wooden boxes. Um, and Clyde behind the boxes on one of the sides, you see like a little metal ball that's like the size of like a double a soccer ball. It's like that big, like double, well, double soccer that. ball. No, bring it over here and put it on the thing. Yeah. I can move. I'm going to roll it to one of them. Well, as soon as you walk up to it, it actually sprawls out quickly, and it's actually a mechanical spider. Son of a bitch. Fuck that. And then you see another one burst out of the barrel next to that one, and then you see two on the other side burst out, and everybody go ahead and roll initiative. Close the board, Carlos. (laughs) So four (laughs) mechanical spiders. Nineteen. Thirteen. Yeah, I, I'm going to step off of this thing. Good luck, guys. Are we rolling initiative right now? Yes, yes. Eight. Sixteen. Fuck spiders. <laughs> well, first up is um, first up is Ubo. There are f- um, four of the mechanical spiders, two on each side. Of the portcullis? No, or on- no. Uh, two to the left of the portcullis on the back side and two to the right on the portcullis on the back side. So neither, gotcha. there's no spiders on the Ubo slash Ultrax side of <laughs> okay. okay, we're clear. <laughs> yeah, we only have two first level spell slots, right? You do, yeah. Do you remember the range and the damage on Acid Splash? So, um, you throw a bubble of acid at a creature you can see or at two creatures within five feet of each other and force them to pass a deck save or take 1d6 acid damage. The go range is 60 feet. So to like right now, you actually don't see any of the spiders. Uh, you definitely like heard the commotion and you could probably see from Clyde and Merlin's look of fear. You could probably, you could deduce that there's like monsters behind those walls you're looking at, but you would have to like get like closer to the wall to be able to get closer to the right wall to be able to see. But if I move the portcullis, it's going to close. Yeah, you think so. Yeah. But you can still see through the portcullis. Just so you can kind of picture it, it's it's just like bars down, so you could like. I have I have an idea. What's that? Clyde and Merlin, you need to run towards us, and we step off right as the spiders are coming up underneath the portcullis, so they get smashed. Oh, that's a good idea. I shall do that on my turn. (laughs) Well, I'm gonna pass. Got nothing else. Um, so you can hold your action, and you can say. You have to set a condition. You have to say, like, when this happens, I'm going to do this. All right. When when they run across the border, I'm going to step off the portcullis and then cast Acid Splash towards the following spiders. Okay. Okay. So, uh, so Ubo, that's, that's, that's your, that was your turn. You, uh, and, and guess who else is, guess who's next now? Ultrax. Merlin and Clyde run back towards us. Uber, when they cross that border, step off your plate. All right, I'll be right there. I'm just a running. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, so Ultrax, uh, what exactly do you want to trigger? Same thing as him, but do you want to? Um, I'm just going to, or you can just dr- you can drop out of the initiative order, and you can um, decide when you want to pop back in the initiative order. But then it's like permanent. So say you were very first in the initiative order and you say, I want to drop back. 
then it say it goes to round two of the initiative order, you would still be wherever you drop back to, if that makes sense. Um, I, that does make sense, but I don't want to drop out. I think I think I want to. When I step off the plate as well, I'm just going to run towards it. Okay. And, uh, that way I can swing at or poke at anything through the gate okay. with my sword. Okay. So your trigger is once the other two guys are back towards you. Yes. Okay. Once the spiders are right underneath where the gate is going to close. Okay. Um, next up is Clyde. You guys really fucking lucked out. The spiders are last. And Clyde's gone. Yeah, <laughs> Clyde's gone. <laughs> where did Clyde go? Merlin. Merlin. Let's do Merlin's. All right. I'm going to do exactly as he said. <laughs> so you see these fucking spiders popping up. You want none of that. <laughs> You're running back um, towards Ubo and Old Tracks. Exactly. Clyde, just run. Um, just run, um, Clyde. Come on, um, run with me. So, um, okay, so uh, Merlin and Clyde both, uh, when it gets to their turns, they both just take off running back across the portcullis towards you two. And uh, next up is the spiders. And what they're going to do is, so the, 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 the gate is only 10 feet wide. Uh, so they're actually swarming you guys, but they're swarming you guys two by two. Merlin and Clyde have now just just now walked, ran through the gate, and now the first two spiders are under the gate and they're coming in further and further, and the other two are right behind them. Ubo, that's your key. I stepped off. You stepped off, and uh, and Ultrax stepped off? Yes. I'm going to make two deck saves real quick for these spiders. They got smashed by the gate, didn't they? Uh, so, you, so you actually see one spider dart under the under the gate and make it, and, and he's closing in on Merlin. So I acid splash. Yes, yes. So I'm going to give you that acid splash. But um, you, you see the gate drop, and you see um, the, the one that bolted through. Another one was running up behind him. And the one that was running up behind him gets pierced as the gate falls. That the, so two of them get slammed by this gate and pierced down to the ground. And it actually like pierces straight through their body. Their main I I don't know what that's called on a spider. The main spider the body. Their ass. The the ass the ass their butt. It's the their ass butt, Johnny yeah. the ass. And uh, you see the legs kind of like still clicking and whirring away. But the one that makes it across is going to... Uh, so the one that made it across, by the way, made a nat 20, and that's why he made it under. Um, so now he's going to make a deck save for this acid that Ubo... What's it look, so, so how are you doing this acid splash? So, uh, for listeners that don't know about the Artificer, which is like a new class, or a new Unearthed Arcana class, they don't really know magic, actually. So Ubo doesn't know magic. So every time he casts a spell, it's actually like a like a a tool gadget. he built, a gadget he built. So what what does your acid splash look like, Ubo? It says you throw a bubble of acid. Hmm. I picture like a like a t-shirt gun, like like a t-shirt gun. <laughs> no, I made these little these, these there's like these little attachments on my wrist. It's like Spider-Man. Perfect. And you click like a, like click a button like new new age Spider Man where you exactly. click a button and it shoots out at them. Okay, cool. And it uh, 
Oh, I didn't roll yet. Okay, he rolled a two, so go ahead and roll a d6 of acid damage. Four. Four. You see, as you shoot from your wrist this uh, bubble of acid and it splashes across the mechano spider, you actually see it eat away his two front legs. And now he's just got six legs clicking, but he's still he's still approaching you guys. He's still coming at you guys. He's still clicking and kicking, man. And then the um, the spider behind the gate actually uh, turns and walks up the wall, and he, you see his body kind of shrink down, like compress a little bit, and he slides through the bars and then gets on the floor, and then he he gets right up on Merlin. Actually, they both. They both actually can still do their action. Um, the one with the two front melted legs was chasing down Clyde, and that one is going to uh, rear back on its back legs that haven't been melted, and it's going to attempt to bite at Clyde with a 10. I don't think that hits Clyde. Nope. So it, it rears back with these big mechanical fangs, and it uh, slashes down at you, uh, but you take your great club, and it like pierces its fangs right into the great club. Um, the other one is going is chasing down Merlin. It's gonna try to bite your arm uh, with a three plus three, a six. <laughs> no, no, a six doesn't hit you. Surprising. Um, so that one, like you were two, you were like ten feet in front of it, and you don't know exactly what this thing was trying to bite. Uh, next up is now. Oh wait, alt tracks. You didn't do your hold your held action yet. You said you were gonna run at them and try to hit them. Yes. So, I am going to... I'm going to go for the... On the way towards the one that got hit with the acid strike, I saw the other one come through the gate. So, instead, I turn towards him and run to strike him. Okay. And you got a longsword now. Yes. I have a longsword. 17. 17, yeah. You're going to be smashing down on this thing. Let's see how much damage you do. Uh, 7. Plus strength. 3. 10. Oh, dude, go ahead and describe how you just killed this oh, thing in one shit. hit. <laughs> All right, so as I got to it, I make one upward swipe towards it from the ground up and split it mm. right in two, straight up the middle, just like an uppercut type deal. Yeah, and yeah, and the body just splits in half and goes sprawling across. Um, next up is... Um, now we're like back at the start of the order. Ubo's turn. I'm going to cast a firebolt at the other one. At the one that you melted its front legs? Yes. Okay. Yeah. You. What's that look like? Hmm. So you got to think your cantrips are like things that stay the same, right? Um, so those have to be like things that you kind of have more usable actions with. So like your Spider-Man kind of risk gadget for your acid splash. So I just kind of want to get us nailed down for your firebolt gadget. How about it? It's a boomerang. It's a boomerang. Okay. So it's... it's, But it's fire. It's a boomerang that's actually covered in this, like, fatty... WD-40. (laughs) Right a little bit of WD-40. And uh, every time before you throw it, you light it on fire. And you hurl it at it. And go ahead and roll an attack roll. I got a 10. A 10 on your D10? Oh, wait, on to hit total? Oh, so I got a 14. Okay, that's going to hit it. Yeah, go ahead and roll, what is it, a D10 damage for this fire boomerang? Four. 
Four. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah, you. Uh, this thing's already missing its front two legs, and you hurl this uh, fire boomerang at it, and uh, it slams into it. And instead of it doing like its arc and like coming back at you, it actually you hit it and it hits the body, and then it bounces back and ricochets towards you, and you quickly catch it. Uh, but it's still standing. It is now Ultrex's turn. So I'm going to just run over to that one. It looks bad. It looks really bad. All right, I'm just going to run over and straight drop kick it. <laughs> just fuck your sword. Just fuck right. the sword. Just straight uh, drop kick. Roll like an unarmed attack for that. So 18 total because I rolled a 15. Oh, fuck. Okay, now roll a D4 plus your strength. So 4 plus 3, so 7. All right, you describe how you just drop kicked this thing and fucking exploded it. So I came up on its side a little bit and then curled over towards it, jumped in the air, drop kicked it, and sent it flying straight into the wall where it just exploded. As soon as it hit the wall, it just crumpled metal everywhere. Yeah. Good hitch, my friend. Thank you. And now all, all four of the spiders are now dead. Let's take the spider carcasses and put them on the uh, pressure plates. Bam. Boom. Done deal. Yeah, you guys drag uh, one spider to each each uh, pressure plate. There's two more spider car- carcasses, but they're fucking pinned under the portcullis right now. But as soon as you... Uh, these things do... I don't know who's dragging these spiders, but they're pretty fucking heavy. They're, they're sturdy. I've got one. We, uh, we uh, quadruple team them. And then we um, pack the extras for rations later on. For rations? Metal. What do you mean? They're metal. Oh, Kay. the robot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You're going to eat a spider anyways? Can we roll a check to see if they had any coins hidden in their bodies? Um, Yeah. Roll uh, investigation checks. Oh, straight 20. You don't. Yeah. Yeah. You check both body. You actually check all four of the bodies. Uh, like after you've dragged them onto the pressure plates in the portcullis, they're heavy enough to trigger. Uh, yeah. You guys, uh, trigger the portcullis. It raises up and, uh, or Ultrax, you're, you're searching pretty thoroughly through their bodies and you don't see any of these chips of valor in them. We could still keep their parts for your guys's robotic needs. Sex needs? <laughs> no, robotic needs. Did I say that wrong? Robotic sex needs? <laughs> it was more the tone than the content. <laughs> For your needs. <laughs> okay, so we walk farther down this hallway. What do we see? As you guys walk past the portcullis, uh, it's you guys see the barrels and the crates that were on the other side of the wall. And then you guys see the uh, big bronze door on the far end. Check the barrels and the crates. All right, I shall. I shall check. Them we before, smash yeah. them open. There's like four on each side. All right, so uh, roll, uh, just for the picture, who's who's smashing what? I'm gonna smash a couple, probably two or three. Let Clyde smash one too. Yes, yeah, like Clyde would probably be all into smashing. Oh these fuck things. yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I got a twelve and a fourteen. Yeah. To smash. It's just my voice. I don't know. I heard Barry roll a consistent. dice, so I was going to see what he got. Oh, you heard me roll a dice? Uh, didn't you? I had him like in my hand, like the whole set of dice, not one particular one. Oh, okay. But just for the hell of it, I'll roll a d20, and I got a 18. Yeah, so you guys go on just like this smashing spree. It's like that scene from... uh 
What movie is that? Where it's like slow mo and they're like breaking TVs and shit with the Office baseball space. bat. And so you guys are just yeah smashing up these barrels. Uh, and uh, at like there's two left. There's one barrel and one crate left. And Clyde like runs up and just butt slams like a fucking Mario video game. The last crate, <laughs> and um, you see. Some, Tell me a coin goes up his ass. You see a coin. <laughs> as, he, as he stands up, he says, guys, there's nothing here. Uh, and he turns around and you see sticking out of his pants uh, uh, a coin that's right between his butt cheeks. <laughs> Let me grab only, that Only Ultrax can pull that out. <laughs> <laughs> He's the only one strong enough. That's up there Should tight. I roll a D20 for the <laughs> Yes, yes, please do. Or a D100. I got a 14. <laughs> So Ultrax plucks that one from uh uh from Clyde's <laughs> butt cheeks and then uh Merlin actually runs over and uh breaks the last barrel and inside that barrel there's also one more. Uh there's our six. And you guys now have six. You guys now have six. Hey, out of character question. For these partial first episode. You know, we were in this cavern like the later part of the episode, and now we've been in this test. For all of this episode, is that real time? Have we been in this cavern or test or whatever for like an hour and a half? I've got a way. I've got a way to um, judge the time if it comes to a tiebreaker. Okay, I've got. I've got a way to judge um, how many uh, coins you guys need and time. So don't don't you worry about that. I got that. Perfect. Um, but yeah, you guys, now that you see that this whole room is just fucking wrecked, you got spider bits scattered everywhere. You've got these wooden crates and barrels scattered everywhere. You walk into, uh, the next room and inside the next room, you swing open the door. It's unlocked and you see, uh, you see like party streamers hanging everywhere. You see, uh, tents, little white uh, canopy tents. You guys see tables with uh, orange juice lining the wall. You see a table of uh, cookies and cakes and all kinds of goodies laying there. And then you see a banner that reads Rest and Relaxation Zone Papa Squat. <laughs> I start looking for coins. Uh, roll me a investigation check. I start to eat a piece of cake. Uh, oh, wait, I can't eat. I'm a robot. Never mind. You can, like, put it in your mouth and, like, chew it up and just, like, spit it out. <laughs> but, uh, you do, you do see a, um, uh, like a sand dial, uh, timer on the wall clicking down. So pretty much in this room, if you guys wanted to, you guys could take a short rest and regain some spell slots, roll some hit dice and heal up a little bit. But the time, but the timer is still running. I got a 15. Guys, I think this is still a test, but um, 15. we should take a quick uh, short rest. Yeah, Ubo, uh, you're like, you're kind of looking in like the cushions of like the couch and kind of looking under the chairs, looking under the table, and uh, you're not seeing any coins. Um, I want to peek in the tents. Uh, uh, you roll me an investigation check, Ultrex. 17. Yeah, you don't see... uh. Any coins anywhere in the tents or anything? In, inside the tents are just uh, chairs and things uh, and some more food, snacks, oil, oil cans. Ooh. Ubo, I've got something for you. <laughs> what is it? More WD-40. 
Oh, I would like to in- investigate the uh, the sand dial and see if there's a coin hidden into the sand or some sort. I'm gonna kick it over. I kick over the sand dial before it gets to it. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Merlin's getting right into it, like looking around, and then uh, Clyde just runs over and just fucking just spart- Spartan kicks it. <laughs> Since he flying. fart and kicks it. <laughs> Spartan like kicks a it. Fart and kicks it. It's a fart and kick. Plus two. <laughs> right to the freaking dome. And uh, so it nice. shatters, but you guys think even though that it shattered, uh, you think that your your time in the dungeon is probably still going. I'm just hoping we're not um, disqualified from that fart cake. Did anybody keep track of what time that had left? You guys quickly like kind of sketch it over, and you think that it was keeping track of your like overall dungeon time. And before he kicked it over, the last time you remember it being was um, 12 minutes. That's quick. Will our heroes escape? Will they have the most coins? Find out next time. How many cakes did our heroes eat? How many cookies? How much juice did they drink? Find out next time. They all have the Scrimmore Academy logo on them, that that little staff logo thing. And they taste delicious. Everything in here tastes delicious. And wait, real quick, before we do end, uh, are you guys going to take a short rest, or are you guys going to save the time and head out? The short rest will heal you guys some and give you guys some spell slots back and shit. Did anyone even short get rest. hit? Yeah. I don't think, well, if Sean is the only one Ubo who used got spells, hit. so I, yes. You guys might not need a short rest. I took three damage, so guys, I could always short guys, rest it back up. I say we just proceed forward. Just screw it and just plow through this stupid dungeon. You think my dun- You think my dungeon's stupid? All right. No, I like your dungeon so far. It's a very fancy dungeon. We're just going to plow through it. <laughs> you guys right. plow, you guys right, plow through it. it. You, guys, you guys kick open the next door, and guess what you see inside? Find out next week on half... Actually, in two weeks on Halfway to Heroes. <laughs> two weeks, man? You're going to make them wait two weeks. Yeah that's, what, yeah, that's what it is. It's every two weeks. Dang. Have fun, guys. Sorry, guys. everyone it is your dungeon master adam deweese here yet again to say thanks so much for checking out this episode uh, episode two of halfway to heroes uh we want to give a quick shout out to all of our current patrons rachel aka Dragonbait, Brittany ballastero danny m jeremy fair not iron claw danny t matthew g thess Brittany D, Gene L, and Bianca B. Uh, thank you all so much for supporting the show. You all are helping keep the lights on for this show and One Shot Onslaught. That's right. They are supporting two shows for the price of one and getting the bonus content for both of those shows at the same time. So if you want to join the list of these fantastic people, then you can head over to bit.ly slash halfway to Patreon and pledge as little as $1 a month. Get some bonus content from that and get your name on these shout outs and on our website and a whole bunch of other cool stuff. 
Now it is time for some new iTunes reviews since last time. We have got one from Dragon Pete Cat. Dragon Pete's Cass. Yeah. And it says, more. Digging the character intros and can't wait for more. Nice audio quality and the PCs are unique and interesting. Love the magic school premise. Now, I think this is Cass from 20-Sided Adventures. I may be wrong about that, but um, it's another really good actual play podcast you should check out. Also, we've got Eman exclamation mark says, well done. They are all clearly having a good time with each other and the premise and characters are original and refreshing and not obnoxious. Eamon, thank you so much for saying that you can tell that we're having fun with each other because we really are. And I'm really glad that that comes off on the uh, the finished product. So if you want your iTunes review read out by me, then um, you need to leave one. And uh, I'll be going through and reading them for, I don't know, maybe the first few episodes. I might read one here and there forever. As long as the show's going, I'm not sure yet, but um, I'll definitely read some more. That's for sure. So yeah, just head over to bit.ly slash halfway to iTunes, and I think you can review there or use uh, Bob on over on iTunes, review us there. Uh, we really appreciate it. We appreciate each and every one of you just for listening. Any of you that have been sharing the word about the show, uh, telling friends about us, tweeting about us, any of that stuff really helps, and we do truly appreciate it. Thank you all so much. We will see you again in two weeks. Have fun, everyone. Mickey Minaj, uh apparently came out and said she was married. Mickey Minaj. Nicki yeah, Minaj. what the hell did you say? You said something <laughs> weird. You said Mickey Minaj. <laughs> Nicki Minaj. I remember Mr. Davis trying to get me to do a pull-up, and I couldn't do it. I was about to say. Mr. Davis, Davis with his Davis curly hair. Checking our puppies. He'd call our shoes puppies. <laughs> check puppies. Yeah, check, check off your puppies. <laughs> Put your puppies on. <laughs> no, but anyway. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's something I was going to do, and then you guys mentioned Davis. God dang it. Climb the rope. A Majestic Goose Podcast. Honk. A Majestic Goose Podcast. Honk.